0: This is the NRL.com Fantasy Podcast.
1: Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast. Andrew Bryan, Don Brock and Chris Kennedy in the studio, as always, to get you through all the latest news. It's the final major buy round of NRL Fantasy, and I know coaches are glad to see the back of this. The Origin teams have been announced, so the teams are in camp, which means we've only got four games this weekend with only eight teams playing. My team's in crisis. CK, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. I don't know if I can be in crisis given
0: that I'm sort of focused towards head-to-head rather than overall, but I've actually managed to jag uh, 10 players if Luke Yates, who is named, manages to come back early from that shoulder injury that we thought was going to keep him out for a medium term, but yeah, 10's not too bad.
2: Yeah, I've got uh, 12 in action this week. Um, Would have had a couple more if Cameron Monster didn't get picked for Origin 3 and Lewis Brown didn't get injured, but I'll take a dozen in a uh, tough buy round.
1: OK, you can catch us on Twitter at AndrewBrown321, at CKennedy80 and at Dom Brock. We'll get to your fantasy questions in a second, but first, let's get into the show.
0: The latest in league.
1: All right, the Rabbitohs take on the Roosters in game one and no surprises at South Sydney are 1-17 to after toweling up the Panthers last week. Alex Johnston, five tries, uh, 84 in NRL fantasy and CK, he was pretty dirty on the trainer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Threw the club trainer under the bus after the game. I was, uh, I was out there. We'd sort of game. Penrith looked like they were in control. One stray more and pass. AJ picks it up, scoots the the length and scores. Um, finished up with five tries. Uh, got his fifth try in about the 60th minute um, and they sort of went away from the game plan a little bit. He came in infield looking for a bit more work and, and nothing really sort of worked for him. Um, spoke to him after the game and he was really dirty on the club trainer who said, came on and, and told him to go infield looking for work rather than just staying where he was scoring all the tries. And uh, th- the ball went out to where he should have been and, and he missed out on a, a sixth try. So he, was, he mentioned
1: Ben Gardner about three times in the interview. He's
0: like, yeah, Ben Gardner told me to move in. And he was pretty dirty on him.
1: You'd think after scoring five tries after about 60 minutes that you just kept Keep doing what you're mm. doing. And uh, I know when South's won the premiership way back when, uh, they were always talking about sticking to the process. I think it was their, their motto. And But mm. he clearly went into business for himself. Uh, obviously, the trainer gave him a tip off to get more involved. But you've already scored five tries. You're already involved. And yeah. it's, it's working for you. So it might have cost him a few tries at the end there. If I had a dollar for every time, I
0: heard Michael McGuire say, stick to the processes, I'd be a rich man. But yeah, they, they went away from the processes and maybe missed
1: out on a, a historic sixth try. All right, South Sydney 1-17, but obviously Cody Walker scored 65 last week, break-even of 27. He's been one that we've mentioned a few times on the podcast. If you've got him, it's probably pretty handy, averaging 46 uh, and a dual position player as well, Dom.
2: Yeah, he's got a lot going for him. Um, As we've said all year, he he really relies on attacking stats to score well in fantasy. Obviously had a good game on the weekend with Souths piling on the points. yeah, so he's one of those handy, flexible players who score mid-40s, maybe around 50. Um, if the Rabbitohs keep up the good form, you know, a decent
0: option at fullback. Probably a bit past time to buy him, given that you've already missed out on his previous two round involvements. But um, yeah, going well for those who are still holding him. I know there's plenty of them.
1: And obviously we can't go by without mentioning Angus Crichton. Uh, He'll be a pretty popular captaincy loophole if you don't just slap the captaincy on him. He plays in the first game of the round, so obviously there's a few options there for you. He only scored 57 last week, and I say only because it's his lowest score since round nine. Crichton has been a fantasy god this year and made $391,000. Yeah, not
0: even half of what he scored last game is pretty embarrassing for him, really. He needs to pull his finger out. Yeah, he's been incredible.
2: No, no tries for him this week, but um, yeah, the fact that he can still hit almost 60 without a try is, is fantastic. Uh, Sam Burgess would have got a good score last week as well if he didn't get Sinbind and as another vice-captaincy or captaincy option this week.
1: All right, the Roosters, they've obviously got a lot of players in origin. Ferguson, Mitchell Pearce, Dylan Knapper, Boyd Cordner. Uh, Mitch Orbison rule is back in vogue. Uh, he's been named in the centres. And a random one, which is probably not a buy, you've probably missed the boat. But just wanted to mention Ryan Madison, 370,000, break even of 11, dual position player at the moment and scored 76 last week. So, and his last few scores have been 41, 53, 76. So he's been pretty handy if you've had him, but probably not a buyer.
0: Yeah, a bit late for, for Madison, I think. Was it eight tackle busts and a try last week? So pretty good game Something in, a, like that, in yeah. a badly beaten team. Uh,
2: yeah, so as I just say, probably not one of those real guns that you want to buy now, but um, he's been going great so far.
1: And the other one that we need to mention, Jake Friend, back to scoring massive scores. Uh, He's had 82, 70, 67 and 56 in recent weeks. Only 468 and that hooker role has been pretty troublesome uh, for people. Do we think that those scores are going to continue? Obviously this week he's traditionally scored really well without Mitchell Pearce and without those Roosters players. You think that he's going to get through a large mountain of tackles again, but can he keep this yeah. up?
2: I mean, he should score well this week, as you say. Um, he's made fi- 65 tackles in both the last two games, uh, playing 80 minutes. So, yeah, I mean, he's in that top bracket if he keeps up that defensive workload. Um, he's not quite Cameron Smith, and we've mentioned a lot McCulloch and McInnes are the other two, you know, real guns, but Friend might be in that bracket now.
0: If he makes 65 tackles, you'd want more than 56 points at the sure. end of the day. But um, few yeah. missed tackles in that, obviously. A couple of errors, yeah. He's, uh, but his he's, he's kick metres he'd think would go up this week with,
1: uh, with PSE out as well. All right, the Panthers take on the Seagulls, and the bookies have this pretty even, which I find pretty hard to believe. CK, mm. you are looking at this before, but Manly are only missing Jake Turbo, Mm. And Daly Cherry Evans obviously might be looking for a big performance, but we'll get to Manley in a second. Panthers, Mitch Rain returns at hooker. Tyron Peachy starts at centre. Uh, he's lost 126,000 this year. We've had a lot of questions on him. He's averaging 35, but obviously not playing in the back row and not playing hasn't been hitting the points of last year. Mm.
0: Well, his best scores have come, I think, starting in the centres, but they've come starting in the centres in a team that's also playing well yeah. and scoring quite a few points, which I think is probably an important clarification given how Penrith have been going this year.
2: Yeah, so he's in the centres this week because uh, Farah is out for a, about a month with a broken draw. Um, so long term, we don't know if Peachy is going to go back to the bench. And as you say, the Panthers have been, you know, scratchy at best recently. So I probably steer clear.
1: One that hasn't been scratchy is Dylan Edwards. Uh, he's made two hundred and sixty thousand, been one of the success stories of fantasy. If you picked him up early, uh, averaging fifty five and a break even of just eight. So he is still going to make some cash but you've probably people with trades at a premium you've probably missed the boat mm,
0: impressive young kid yeah i think it's probably too late to buy him now um had a chat with him during the week actually at it, penrith training the day after their their shellacking he, you know you Fairly uh, didn't have a lot to say, but he was, um, you know, he's an impressive young man actually he's studying a business degree and um, wants to sort of have a business after he finishes playing footy, which is quite impressive for a, a young bloke to be planning that far ahead. On the field, even more impressive, just even in a badly beaten team last week, just racking up the, the metres, the tackle breaks, got that line break uh, towards the end, never stopped
1: trying, which is what you want, uh, just great for fantasy. And uh, Nathan Cleary uh, scored 46 last week but had 12 demerits in that as well. Yeah,
2: which is a reasonable sign if you've got him. you know, Obviously, it wasn't a good game for the Panthers all-round. The fact that he didn't get a low score um, you know, is good. So, yeah, he's got a lot of upside when he does well, when he sets up his tries like he did the week before. and got 70-something. Um, yeah, one of those keepers in the run home.
1: Alright, you talked about Lewis Brown before, we'll look at Manly, Lewis Brown out with a knee, he's just getting a bit of, well, they say minor surgery, but I don't know if any surgery is minor. He's getting his mm. knee cleaned
0: out. little piece of something, a floating something, piece of bone or cartilage pulled out, so nothing structural, um, just sort of needs to heal up I think was the, uh, the issue.
1: Which is bad news for fantasy coaches, because obviously there's a few that jumped on, given that he was going to be starting in the second row, Dom you're pulling a face at me, uh, <laughs> looks like you jumped on the Lewis Brown train and got burnt.
2: I did, so it was a cash out last week. You know, bottom price, which is fine. Um, the real advantage in getting him, the idea was that he'd be playing this round and next round, which is also not a major buy round, but there are four teams out of action. Um, so he won't be scoring in those two rounds, which is a bit of a pain, but uh, yeah, he'll be back in a couple of weeks. Although by then you're not going to be re- relying on him in your 17, probably.
1: Manly only really missing Jake Turbo, or Gerbo as I call him, uh, for origin duty. But Martin Tepau, what was he doing? Uh, I think he was one of the most traded in players (laughs) last week and scored his worst score of the the year, I think, just 32. And a lot of people captained him as well. A
0: lot of the the coaches curse,
1: and there were plenty of coaches that uh, putting their
0: hands up to volunteer for the being the coach that actually cursed him is 32 points was was his worst score of the year i think and yeah. um he's only got maybe one other score in the 30s all season so um yeah spent a fair bit of time off the field didn't get the um the sort of level of tackle busts and offloads that he usually gets just a, a really quiet game i think
2: yeah it's the kind of score he used to you know mm. put up in the old days alternating between that kind of score and it and scores in the 50s. Um, This year, he's been much more consistent until last week when everyone bought him. So just got to
1: cop it. He might bounce back this week. And DCE snubbed from the State of Origin team, obviously raised a few eyebrows. For whatever reason, he wasn't picked. Uh, it's hogwash apparently is the, the, the theme, <laughs> the key word coming out of Kevin Mulders uh, about him not fitting in. Uh, it's a bit of a weird one uh, with Ben Hunt getting the nod after playing in the Q Cup just a couple of weeks ago and Cherry Evans had the most triceous, uh of the year but obviously they they think Ben Hunt's going to suit their game but from a fantasy perspective Cherry Evans hasn't been setting the world of lights but he's had a few 50s in the last
2: few weeks. Yeah, days. it's funny just thinking this week in this podcast we were discussing whether Ben Hunt would get a start or not for the Broncos and now he's in the Queensland team. Um, DCE, yeah, he's been playing great. Um, had, as you say, the most try assists in the comp or equal most, um, but he's still only scoring in those mid-50s when he has those good games. It's because he's um, base stats are way down. So his kick metres, I think he had less than 200 kick metres on the weekend, same the week before. So he really needs to keep up those uh, try assists to get good scores, which he can do. You know, he's been, he's in career-best form just about... Um, but if you're looking to buy someone, I'd probably prefer someone like a Cleary or a Sean Johnson or one of these guys whose you know, mediocre game is still okay and they're good games. They get 70, 80 points.
0: Yeah, base stats are probably the issue. I think Blake Green's taking a few of the, the kick meters. He's not racking up those those mountains of base stats like he has in previous years. Um, even though he's playing some some brilliant footy on the field and getting a few assists, it's still relying on his hacking stats to get him up to a level that's you know only... Still below what your Mitch Pierces and Sean Johnsons are getting uh, week to week. So I'd say definitely a hole, but um, not really a buy.
1: All right, the Storm take on the Eels. And this one, it's really hard for me to tip because the Eels are one of my about 15 teams that are on my do not tip again <laughs> list. Uh, for the Storm, obviously, the Storm bots Cam Smith, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater, they're all out, as is Will Chambers, Tim Glaspie, Cameron Munster, which that one's hurt a lot of origin a lot of fantasy teams and I wanted to start on Munster because a lot of people picked him up for his coverage over this period but his scores have been that good that maybe it hasn't been that bad even though obviously he misses this week
2: yeah it probably works out you know you know all level for what you're expecting when you bought him you know he was probably a mid-40 score scorer you would have thought but he's done better than that last few rounds so um yeah he's probably made up for missing this week um looks a keeper for the road home as well um Otherwise, for that Storm side, I guess Curtis Scott's the standout. He was um, a popular guy a few weeks ago uh, before the second buy round um, and has been killing it ever
1: since. Yeah, he's got 54, 60 and 83 in his three games. I wrote in my column he's only 19 years old and it's an interesting shootout. He'll be taking on... Obviously, Chase Blair's in the team and they look like they're playing off for that other spot when Will Chambers comes back. But the way Scott's going, uh, he's playing with so much confidence, so much energy in that team. And he's breaking tackles. He's getting their sets off to good starts. He's obviously a good finisher. Surely he's a better option running into the finals and therefore for fantasy coaches, that would be the preferred option for him to keep going.
0: Your Fantasy coaches will certainly be hoping he keeps Chase Blair out of the team. It's one of those selections where... The senior guy comes back, and the rookie who's killing it in fantasy gets dropped, and all the fantasy coaches go, "Why the coach is an idiot?" this blah, blah, blah But I mean, at the end of the day, Chase Player is pretty experienced and was was playing all right, and Curtis Scott's got a lot of NRL in front of him, so I wouldn't be guaranteeing that just because he's racking up some big fantasy numbers that Craig don't think
1: Bellamy... plays fantasy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I have <laughs> I have very good reason to believe over the years of playing fantasy that Craig Bellamy's not too fussed about our fantasy teams, um, given his, uh, his team list switcheroos over the years and, and so on and so forth. Um, as you say, he's playing well enough with enough energy that maybe he'll just be uh, in such irresistible form that he does keep the spot. And I know obviously a lot of fantasy coaches be hoping that's the case.
1: And he has a break-even of minus 31. So we hope that he keeps playing because he could jump another 50 or 60 grand just just in a game. Uh, Nate Miles obviously set for his club debut and a great pickup for Melbourne. Probably not that fantasy relevant, but Melbourne, they're coming first by a long way. They've got the best team on paper and they can add... Someone who played Origin this year on their bench. It's just a ridiculous sort of position to be in. And they also signed Robbie Rocco, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, he's in the uh, extended bench this week as
2: well, so could come in potentially. Yeah, I mean, they're in a great position, aren't they? Just flying, adding a bit of experience to go with all those uh, young rising stars. Mm. Um, yeah, they've
0: got the minor premiership just about sewn up already. Yes, I guess frustrating for fans of the other 14 clubs that the two grand final teams seem to be so far ahead of everyone else at this point of the season. I've sort of been waiting for Cronulla to run out of puff after last year, but they haven't been showing any signs of sighting. They love that down. battle,
1: don't they? They love the dogfight. I mean, they haven't played their best all year, apart from last week, which was their, obviously their best performance of the year, but they just find ways to win, and they sort of just switch on when they need to, which is a sign of a quality team. If they can win when they're not playing well, then... Once they turn it on like they did against the roost, they're very impressive.
0: Well we're saying if you if you switch the ladder so that um, you take every team's halftime score, the Cronulla are coming like 15th or 14th or something. And Newcastle, Newcastle are them. coming fourth. <laughs> yeah, Newcastle are in Let's not talk about that, <laughs> we don't have to. But um, it just it shows that they're never out of the game. I reckon they've won half a dozen games this year. They had no business winning and they just stayed in it and, and found a way to get it done, which is what good teams do.
1: All right, the Eels are in eighth place and obviously this is a game that they need to win with Storm missing so many players. And just to keep that buffer... Uh, to keep them in the top eight. Uh, Tepo Mororo starts, Kenny Edwards on the bench, and I guess the big one for fantasy coaches has been Nathan Brown, who mm-hmm. smashed out 82 minutes. Uh, obviously, uh, who, uh, they played the Bulldogs and uh, Tolman was the other one who smashed out uh, the full, full minutes, but 65 and just keeps getting through a mountain of work. He's been ultra impressive.
0: Yeah, he's been fantastic. He's really cleaned up his game as well. He was known as being a little bit sort of, I guess, grubby is the word, um, with a few incidents last year. But he's he's still sort of playing aggressive, but he's doing it in, in the right way. And he's just... Um, He's really, really putting in. He's a super competitor. Um, Brad Arthur's delighted with how he's going. Um, didn't want to come off. And even uh, Brad Arthur mentioned this in the press conference last week. In you know the last couple of minutes, having already made close to 200 metres, he was still putting his hand up for those massive carries and just charging the ball uh, out of territory, which is what you want from a, a number 13. And I
2: think he's played the 80 minutes three times in the last four rounds or something as well. So that's becoming the norm as well, which yeah. you know helps a lot. Um, yeah, looks like a keeper. The runner, mm-hmm.
0: especially with Bo Scott out as well yep. that was sort of the, the guy who was most likely to take a few minutes off him being yep. that he's same position and a, a senior guy but um, Nathan Brown, yeah,
1: getting it done All right, the final game of the round, and I think we can all agree this is the blockbuster that everyone's been waiting for. (laughs) Uh, The Bulldogs take on the Knights at Belmore. Josh Reynolds' final game in blue and white at Belmore, at least. Uh, For the Dogs, Kerrod Holland, Asipelli Fene and Andy Saunders are in the team with no BMoz, Clemmer and Action Jackson. What do we think about this Bulldogs team? Obviously, they're under a lot of pressure, and uh, I think Vossey in his NRL.com column today wrote that it's the last chance to loon, but I think that might have already passed them by, but this is definitely... They have to win this one.
0: Yeah, I think realistically, the Bulldogs probably had to beat the Eels last week if they were going to make a run for the finals. I think it's probably a bit late for them now for season 2017. Um, For the sake of Josh Reynolds, who I reckon is one of the best blokes in in rugby league, he's obviously very divisive among opposition fans uh, because he he plays a lot of passion, hard on his sleeve, that sort of thing. Um, But having dealt with him, I I reckon he's just an absolute legend. And uh, for his last game as a Bulldog at Belmore, as a a Belmore junior, it'd be good to see him go out on a, a high note.
2: Yeah, and um, as you said before, Andy, uh, Aidan Tolman uh, had a big score on the weekend, played 80 minutes. He might do that a few more times with James Graham out for the next three weeks. Yep. We're yep. expecting. Um, but he probably won't do that when Graham comes back. So I wouldn't be buying him now as a keeper for the run home if you're looking for a prop.
1: All right, and you're the resident Newcastle fan, so you're all the best to go yeah. through the team changes, obviously. guy. <laughs> has been the shining light for the Knights and had another decent score, uh, as has Nathan Ross, who has been producing some pretty consistent scores. And Sioni probably not a bad option in the centres, scoring consistently without, you know, breaking, breaking any
0: records.
2: Yeah, so Sione, um didn't seem to do that much last week and still scored 46, which is great for a, for a centre in fantasy. Um, otherwise, yeah, as you say, Dane Gagai had a huge game, um, 84 points, uh, a lot of tackle breaks, seems to get tucker breaks from anywhere um, he's the only real knight that's uh, standing out these days um, he's been one of Queensland's best yeah, of when course. he's been playing on the wing as well, well so. probably yeah. the
0: best this year yeah.
2: so far um, Nathan Ross has had a couple of good scores at fullback um, the team they've named I can see a lot of changes happening before the weekend I'm
0: not even certain if Ross will stay fullback
2: necessarily had a few errors at the back
0: <clears throat> he was pretty shaky last week. Like He let that bomb bounce yeah. that he shouldn't have and yeah, caught out of position once or twice. I know he's still getting used to a, a new position. I think they'll probably stick with him, but um, again, fantasy coaches might see his score and, and think he had a good game, but it was a little bit up and down. And from they it. could
2: change in a couple of weeks' time. Of course. To go to the back or, or whatever.
1: And surely Jamie Beera starts.
2: Shul- would, you would think so. Surely. I mean, he's an 80-minute player. He's... He's a senior player. Senior player. I don't have a lot, lot of a very Few senior players.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's coming back from injury and stuff, but surely he needs—they yeah. need if, him out if there. If not
0: this week, it'll be next. You would think. Isn't and he always coming back from injury? Like he had—he was <laughs> out for half the season last year, man. Then he came back and he just absolutely blitzed it yeah. the last eight weeks or whatever it was.
2: Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he bumps Fitzgibbon out of that back row, um, and I also wouldn't be surprised if the halves change again.
0: But you know, we'll wait and see. Who knows? Just on Sione before we get past Newcastle, Bob. Um, relieved to see him hit back from a couple of sort of sluggish 20s-ish yep. scores. To he didn't really do a whole lot. Um, spectacular last week, but still got into the mid-40s. I've certainly been called an idiot on Twitter a few times for not having sold him already, but um, given the other options at centre, I think he's probably a keeper for the run home in that position.
1: All right, let's get into the NRL fantasy questions. Fan, fan, questions, fan questions from the hashtag fan Yeah. The hashtag. yeah. You can get involved using the hashtag NRL Fantasy. Let's get into the questions. Uh, Kiri Tunation, who tweets in every week, uh, he wants to trade Kotrick to Tom Turbo, or wait another week and get Rapana or Teddy. Now, there's a bit happening here, but he's only got 11 players this week with only seven trades left, so he's pushing the limits now. Kotrick to Tom Turbo. Do we like that one, or do we? If he's got the cash, Rapana's averaging 53 but Rapana costs a lot of money.
0: Yeah, coming off a really low score as well. Um, He's a winger. I know he's racking up mountains of of tackle busts, but you have to think he's due for a little bit of a a quiet patch at some point, which he might be just heading into. Um, Turby thinks a great buy this week. Obviously, uh, buy rounds are out of the way for Manly and he's going to play every game from here on in, coming off a good score. Um, I think Teddy's going to be the best scorer of all those for the run home, but obviously doesn't play this week and will be backing up from Origin next week and a chance of not playing again.
2: Yeah, I think for head-to-head, I'd go Tedesco um, because in the, last, you know, in the finals, in the last few rounds of the season, he's going to be the best scorer, you would think. Um, for overall points, you could go... Turbo because he plays this week. So even if he scores five points less than Tedesco, uh, for the run home, you know, this week's score could give him the advantage overall. So either of those two guys can't go wrong.
1: All right. Ben Jones wants to know Ryan James or Josh Maguire. Uh, he needs another front rower, can't afford for FIFA, for feeder and already got top out, uh, Ryan James averaging 47. Maguire's averaging 46, but he is coming off that five after getting knocked out early in that game and trying to fight his way back onto the field. But obviously he was in no position to to play on and that hurt a lot of fantasy Yeah, he's more
2: of a 50-point player, I think, really, when you um, take away the injuries. Um, Either way, for this one, neither of these guys play this week, so I'd hold off this question until this trade, until next round, see what happens. You know, a lot of things can happen in a week. Um, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just wait.
1: All right, Crackers Carter wants to know, he's trading out Feeney. We'll have 436000 for a half. Uh, best option for head-to-head. He's already got Johnson, Hia, and Gutherson, or should he sit tight? I think, uh, I mean, I don't know. Unless you can get a premium half in there, you could probably spend that money somewhere else if you've already got Johnson in there. Yeah,
2: or yeah. well, you could upgrade Lollahia to Mitchell Pearce after round 19.
0: They've got mm. a buy next week. You'd probably get away with two gun halves, and not really much in the way of cover once the buy rounds are out of the way um, in that position and just focus your money on your your forwards. All
1: right, this is a pretty open-ended question from Liam underscore Medley. He wants to know, who are the must-have or better centres for the run home? It seems to be a question we get all the time and you're throwing darts at a dartboard to a degree, but Dom, best centres to look at? Uh, It's the same names I think we've
2: said all year. So anyone who averages 40 or more is fine. So... Turbo, Sione as we said, um, Maybe else? Jared Hayne if he can continue. Maybe Jared Hayne, maybe Jared Croker. Yeah. Lailore Roberts. Maybe. Roberts of course, yeah. Um, um, Hoppawadi even. Yeah, he, I mean, he got another
1: 329 meters yeah. or something.
0: Yeah, that second half, like I was at that game, and the Bulldogs defended really well. The Eels were kicking from their own thirty most of the second half, and Hopper was just getting a free thirty-meter kick return every time. So um, while he is, uh, he has been working really hard and getting a lot of meters. That was there was a lot of free meters on offer in that game. He has done it a couple of times this year. though. First game De- back 300, 300 it was probably the best game I've ever seen him play. Yeah. Um, mountain of tackle bucks, bust, something like four offloads and, and 300 metres in his first game back from a broken cheekbone or whatever it was. That was impressive.
1: All right, Alessandro Talocca wants to know, Jared Warrior Hargreaves to Nathan Brown, is this a good trade? Hargreaves averaging 40, Nathan Brown averaging 47. Is it too late to jump on the Nathan Brown bandwagon, or as we talked at the top, he's pumping out 80 minutes, and if that can continue, then it's obviously a good upgrade. Yep, good
2: trade, I think. I think he
0: should average at least 50 on the run home. Nathan Brown, he's, uh, his price is still impacted by that injury at a few weeks ago and he only scored single digits. So I think his price is probably going to level out to above where it is now. Just remember he doesn't play next week so he's got the buy.
1: All right, NRL made in China wants to know, uh, Curtis Scott, I feel like I've missed the boat. Uh, is he too risky to jump on? Obviously, we talked about his minus break even and he's still going to make a lot of cash. He's averaging over 50, 55, I think. Is it too late to jump on or is it too risky?
2: Yeah, there is there is the risk there that Chase Blair keeps that starting center spot for the rest of the season. You know, he's got a lot of experience. The Storm don't need to, um, you know, gamble or anything with rookies at this stage of the year. So you could see Blair getting the spot. Um, yeah, so personally, for that reason, I wouldn't buy him.
1: If you haven't now. already got him.
0: Yeah, yeah, if Blair was out for the season, maybe, but... Um for one guaranteed price rise and then no more guaranteed games after that, I think he's too expensive now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could he could keep scoring 50 points a week. Who knows? But there is a, there is a risk there.
1: All right. Tills, 316 or 316. I think he's a Stone Cold fan. Uh, is Peachy worth the trade? And obviously this is dependent on what cash you've got and how many trades left, but probably not would be my gut feel. What do you boys think?
0: No way. Avoid. Yeah. That's simple.
1: No way. <laughs> that's the bottom line. Uh, John Campbell wants to know, should I get a half for under 400k or get a front row, second row forward for under 400k? Uh, that's a very open-ended question. And without knowing his team... Depends.
2: Well, yeah, depends on where his weaknesses are and what players are available. I saw uh, Adam Reynolds, I think is right on
0: 400k. So if you can afford him, then that's a pretty good option. Yeah, there's not a lot of discount keeper options that are yeah. under 400 now, I don't think. So you're kind of stretching it. Maybe free up money somewhere else and then get a real gun. All
1: right, boys, that's the end of our questions. Have we missed anything? Is there anything you want to add? Obviously, the the Origin teams are in camp. What are we thinking about this week's games? They're pretty hard to tip, I feel.
0: They're all hard to tip. What did you get last week, CK? A couple? I got two out of eight. Yeah. And I reckon about three of those tips I thought were wrong when I put them in, so I deserve what I got. Yeah. So I've got got no confidence
2: in (laughs) any tips this weekend.
1: All right, shout out to Bodine Thompson just quickly. Uh, scored 71 <laughs> last week uh, after Adrian McMurray traded him out. So uh, sorry about that, Adrian, if you're listening and you should be. Uh, but that's full time on the episode of the NRL Fantasy Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at AndrewBrown321, at Dom underscore Brock and at CKennedy80. Keep sending in your questions. We get a lot of them. We try to get to as many as we can, but obviously we can't get to everyone. Uh, but let's enjoy the footy. There's only four games and then State of Origin will be back on Wednesday uh, and there'll be only a couple of teams missing with the last buyer of the round and then we'll be back for the run home to the final. So enjoy the footy and see you later.
0: For your chance at $350,000 in cash and prizes, head to fantasy.nrl.com and register your team today. You've been listening to the nrl.com fantasy podcast.